Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though, and links to all of those resources are in the show notes. In this episode, we are talking about cervical mucus, the key to your fertility, and I'm answering one of my most commonly asked questions, how do I know if my cervical mucus is normal? I'm Rachel, and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor, and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist and natural fertility educator, and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition, and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor, because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. You're listening to the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. Want a sneak peek into the ultimate guide to your menstrual cycle? Let me walk you through everything you need to know about your period, what happens for the rest of the month, and why your fertility matters no matter what season of life you're in right now. To download your free chapter of the Mana Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual Cycle, head to manawomenswellness.com forward slash free book. Hello and welcome to episode number 18 of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Rachel, and today I am answering what is probably the most common question that pops up in my DMs. Is my cervical mucus normal? And so I thought that we would wrap up our final episode together in 2020 by answering this very, very frequently asked question. Cervical mucus isn't just discharge. You want to see mucus throughout your menstrual cycle because it's the very best real-time indicator that we have of our fertile window. It tells us when we're ovulating so that we can either avoid sex or have sex if we're wanting to conceive. Mucus helps keep sperm alive and it helps to get us pregnant and it protects us from vaginal infections. Now, the change in mucus during our cycles also helps us to predict our next period. And if you're a control freak like me, you like knowing when your period is coming. Every woman is really different when it comes to cervical mucus and comparing yours to actual egg whites in a photo causes a lot of concern and confusion when your mucus doesn't quite look like that. Seriously, most photos of that wonderful egg white cervical mucus that shows optimal fertility and time for conception, well, 
In those photos, it's actually often egg whites that we're taking photos of. So it's really no wonder that we're all a little bit confused. Some women will see cervical mucus every day of their menstrual cycle. Some will only see it a few days in a month. Others will produce so much that they need to wear panty liners to protect their undies and others feel dry every single day. And guess what? Every single one of these women is completely 100% normal. So I want to start today with a little recap about what the cervix is and why the mucus it produces is basically everything when it comes to your fertility. Whether or not you're charting for natural birth control or to conceive, your mucus is the key to knowing when to avoid sex or when to make a baby. So let's start with a bit of a recap about the cervix and the menstrual cycle. Now, the cervix is the neck of the uterus that leads on into the vagina. So it basically connects your uterus to the vagina and you can feel your cervix. So with a clean hand, you can insert your finger into your vagina and feel the cervix and its little opening into the uterus. The cervix has glands that have the sole function of producing mucus. Now, as hormone levels change throughout the menstrual cycle, these glands will produce different types of mucus. As your period comes to an end, you are entering a non-fertile phase of the menstrual cycle and the cervix is going to physically close and that thick mucus plug will form within it. Now, this mucus plug closes the cervix and it blocks sperm cells from entering the uterus. So if you have sex and ejaculation occurs, sperm can't pass through the cervix to get to the uterus. And so they'll die in your vagina after a couple of hours. In the phase between your period and ovulation, you are not fertile and you cannot get pregnant because when this mucus plug closes the cervix, you can't get pregnant. So after the, after menstruation, there isn't much mucus. And if you notice mucus, it's often quite dry and sticky. As ovulation approaches, so too does the opportunity for sperm to fertilize an egg. And so the body creates an environment that is going to keep sperm alive inside the vagina. As we approach ovulation, this thick mucus plug will break down. The cervix will open and you'll notice a fluid or wet sensation. Now the glands in the cervix are secreting a thin, watery, lubricative fluid that nourishes sperm and helps it to move through the vagina towards the egg. Your cervical mucus becomes thinner, wetter, and clearer. So just before ovulation, when fertility is at its peak, the mucus looks like that egg white. It's heavier, it's jelly-like, and it can be stretched between your fingers. And you can often feel that lubricative sensation as you go about your day. Once ovulation has occurred, this cervical mucus will dry up quite suddenly and you'll feel dry again. The cervix will again close up with another mucus plug. And if you're not pregnant, the cervix will open up again. The mucus plug will dissolve in the days leading up to your next period. So it can happen all over again. As I've said many, many times before, mucus or cervical fluid, whatever you want to call it, it is the key to understanding your fertility. Cervical mucus can keep sperm alive for up to five days inside the female reproductive system. Without this mucus, sperm will die within a couple of hours and it really makes pregnancy virtually impossible. Now, changes in colour, thickness, texture and amount of our mucus are influenced by changes in our hormones. And so that's why all of these things change according to the phase of the menstrual cycle as our hormone levels fluctuate. And that helps you to decide where you are in your cycle on any given day. So how do we actually check our cervical mucus? You can check your mucus every day just by looking at your underwear or on toilet paper after wiping. If you're really struggling to see anything, then you can try wiping before going to the toilet or the mucus may be a little bit more noticeable after a bowel motion. 
Many women will refer to their cervical mucus as vaginal discharge, but please don't confuse it with other types of vaginal secretions that aren't cervical mucus. I'll talk about the other types of discharge a little bit later on. Now, you do not need to stick your fingers inside your vagina and scoop out mucus with your fingers every day. In fact, even though some people do suggest this, I don't recommend it because when you put things in your vagina, what happens? Even if it's very slight, you will likely get the production of other secretions involved in arousal. And even if you're not aroused, this is a protective mechanism by the vagina to protect the really delicate tissues in the vaginal wall from getting damaged by possible physical trauma of, say, putting in your finger, a penis, anything else inside of it. So you can take the fluid off your toilet paper and roll it around in your fingers if you really want to, but you don't have to overthink this. So when I was teaching myself to track my own menstrual cycle, the thing that confused me the most was all of the different descriptions of mucus out there. And judging from the DMs that I receive on the regular, I am guessing we are all in the same boat here because a lot of the questions everyone is asking me is about what is egg white? What is creamy? What is sticky? What does that mean? The most mind-blowing thing for me when I trained to become a fertility educator was when the marvelous instructor broke it all down for us in one simple question. Are you wet or are you dry? And that's what it comes down to. As you go about your day, do you feel wet or do you feel dry around your vulva? And then if you want to add more detail once you've got the hang of this wet or dry, then you can start adding words like sticky or wet or lubricative or slippery, but you don't have to to make this work for you. I don't. I just stick with wet and dry most of the time. And then I know when I get to my really, really lubricative fertile days, I can make a little note of that on my chart too. But you can use whatever the hell words you want to use that make sense to you and what you're seeing. If your peak fertile mucus doesn't resemble egg white, that's totally okay. And so cervical mucus will quite suddenly disappear or change in quality the day after you ovulate. If you notice that obvious fertile cervical mucus, but then it disappears and it returns again a few days later, then you may have actually had an unsuccessful attempt at ovulation. Now, this is when your mucus returns because your body is attempting to ovulate again. And this can be really common in women with longer cycles who might be affected by stress, illness, or conditions such as polycystic ovaries or PC. COS. Every woman has really different cervical mucus patterns. So some may quite easily be able to notice that distinct wet and dry pattern according to where they are in their cycle. Others may notice mucus throughout their cycle, while others again may struggle to observe any at all. And you can use that combination of your main fertile signs here. So your basal body temperature, the position of your cervix, anything else that applies to you and your unique cycle. You can use these a combination of these signs to really clarify when ovulation has occurred. And that's something that I recommend if you do have trouble with just tracking your mucus and you're finding that it's a little bit confusing for you. I would definitely recommend throwing in your basal body temperature check every morning there too. But again, you can not overthink this and use this method really effectively just by asking yourself that one question, wet or dry? Now, I'm not going to get into the specifics on this one because it will get super confusing super fast, but basically, it's not just one type of cell in the cervix that produces your cervical mucus. There are actually lots of different cells in the cervix called crypts, and they produce lots of different types of mucus. So the different mucus types that you will see throughout your menstrual cycle, a different crypt is making each type, and they all switch on and off at different times of the menstrual cycle. 
I hope that makes sense. I'm not going to dive any deeper on that one because I know I'll lose you fast, but this is just a quick explanation as to why our mucus can literally change from one day to the next. So let's break it down now by each phase of the menstrual cycle. And if you're not familiar with the phases of the menstrual cycle just yet, I would encourage you to go back and have a listen to my menstrual cycle masterclass series that broke down in a lot of detail each phase of the menstrual cycle. And we did one phase of the menstrual cycle over four episodes. So that's episodes 12 to 15 that I'd recommend you go and have a listen before we go any further with this one, because it will help you make a little bit more sense of what I'm about to say. Because... I'm kind of going to assume that you've listened to those episodes and that you have a little bit of a base understanding about the menstrual cycle now. Otherwise, I'm just going to end up repeating myself. But if you have been listening and following along, then use this as a really good opportunity to test yourself a little. So first up, we have the menstrual phase. This is when our period occurs at the start of a new cycle. Now, I want you to have a think for a moment about each phase that I talk about now and ask yourself, are we fertile or are we non-fertile in that in that phase? And why? So what makes us fertile or non-fertile during each of these phases? See if you can remember. Hint, it is all about the mucus. So in the menstrual phase, we are potentially fertile. Why? Because our bleeding makes it really hard to properly monitor our cervical mucus because there's no mucus plug at the cervix to block sperm from entering. Why is there no plug? Because we are trying to flush out the unfertilized egg and the endometrial lining from our last cycle. So if you don't want to get pregnant, don't have unprotected sex during your period. If you do want to get pregnant, then your period probably isn't really the best timing, but have a good time if you wish to do so. Okay, the next phase is the follicular phase. And in this phase, are we fertile or non-fertile? We are non-fertile. And why? Because our thick mucus plug has reformed at the cervix and we are producing either very little mucus and feeling quite dry, or we're producing sticky tacky mucus that is not changing from one day to the next. And that sticky tacky mucus is not helping sperm to get to the egg because the sperm has the egg hasn't been released yet. So why would our bodies bother putting all this energy in producing this optimal mucus to help the sperm get there when there's no egg waiting for it? Think of it that way. Think of the type of mucus you would need to form a mucus plug. I like to think of a dried glob of glue or that glob of dried tomato sauce at the top of the bottle. And when you squeeze, nothing comes out because the plug has blocked it. So next up is the main event, ovulation. The egg has been released now and we are fertile because this is the optimal time for pregnancy to occur. If we're fertile, then our cervix is going to be producing that really thin, slippery, clear mucus, again, to help sperm to get to the egg, and it will nourish the sperm and keep it alive too. Now, your mucus might start a little more white and creamy in the days leading up to your peak day, which is the last day of that um, fluid-type mucus, and then we'll have a day or two that's really slippery, wet, lubricative mucus where you can probably feel it around your vulva. The mucus plug is gone at this stage because we want that sperm swimming straight for the egg that is there, ready, waiting to be fertilised. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. 
And so the final phase, after ovulation, we are non-fertile again. Why? Because the party's over. The body is now deciding if the egg has been fertilized or not, but it's acting like it has been. And so it's preparing for implantation and for pregnancy to occur. So the body's not worrying about keeping more sperm alive that are coming late to the party because the body thinks that the job's already done. So the mucus plug will reform. We'll find that we're quite dry again, or we might have, again, that sticky tacky mucus. In the day or two before our next period begins, our mucus plug will break down again and again we'll get that feeling like we've just got our period, that wet sensation around our vulva. But no, it's just a false alarm because that mucus plug has broken down. And once that mucus plug breaks down and our cycle starts all over again, we consider ourselves potentially fertile as our next period begins. Again, I hope that makes sense. I really did whiz through that very quickly and I hope you were able to use that as a bit of an opportunity to recap, refresh and test yourself a little bit about the things that we've talked about in the most recent episodes. Now I want to talk about hormonal birth control and the effect that it has on your cervical mucus. So first, even if you're not taking it now, but you've taken it in the past or you've recently come off it, I want you to think about how birth control actually works. So All hormonal contraceptives prevent pregnancy by preventing ovulation effectively. So, for example, that time that you're on the pill, you're not ovulating. You have a bleed every month when you stop taking your hormonal pill and you switch to the sugar pill. But it's not a true menstrual bleed. It's actually a withdrawal bleed from the sudden change in hormone levels when you stop taking the pill. Because if you're not ovulating, you're not menstruating. Because you're not flushing the egg and the endometrial lining away from your uterus because an egg was never released in the first place and the uterine lining never really thickens to prepare for implantation of the fertilized egg. So your menstrual cycle is really on pause for as long as you're on hormonal contraceptives, which is really quite scary to think about, but completely true. And ultimately, your body is in a menopausal state. Now, the uterine lining will stay thin and the cervix produces that thicker type of mucus that blocks the movement of sperm rather than the thin, wet and slippery mucus that helps sperm to swim. Because when we're taking these hormonal contraceptives, the ultimate goal is to avoid pregnancy. So we're not doing anything, our body isn't doing anything to facilitate pregnancy and to help it to occur. And so when we think about how old some of these young women and teenagers are when they start taking hormonal contraceptives, often the pill... Often their menstrual cycles haven't actually really established themselves yet. And then when you think about women staying on these artificial hormones until they're ready to have a baby in their, you know, 20s, their 30s and 40s, well, that's a hell of a long time for the body to be in that menopausal state in our prime childbearing years too. And so when you think that we've been suppressing ovulation for years and years, suddenly we stop taking these hormonal contraceptives and we expect it all to work normally for us right away when we've been telling our bodies not to do this stuff for so long. And when you think of it that way, it's really no wonder that it can take the body up to, you know, one to two years for our menstrual cycles to return to that degree of normal, that we had before we started taking hormonal contraception. Now, some women are really lucky. Their periods come back right away. Others, not so much. And that's why I do suggest stopping the pill, you know, 18 months, two years before you're ready to start trying to get pregnant, because that's how long it can really take for some women's cycles to normalize and for your body to recover from that menopausal state that it's been in for so long. 
So the type of the contraceptive that you've been using will affect the type of mucus pattern that you see. The length of your menstrual cycle will eventually go back to that average range for you and what's normal for you, but it can take time. And remember that you may actually uncover an underlying problem that might have gone untreated while the contraceptive device or hormonal contraceptive was being used, which was masking what was happening underneath because often that's why the pill was prescribed in the first place and we forget that because we've been on it for so long. So I know I've gone on a little bit of a pill tangent here and I completely get any frustration and stress that you might be feeling if you're dealing with wonky cycles after using hormonal contraceptives for such a long time. I myself was on the pill for 10 years and I was so stressed out and frustrated that my cycles were suddenly all over the place. Mine were really short after stopping taking the pill and I just felt dry all the time and I could not for the life of me see any of this lovely egg white mucus that all the books were telling me about. So I completely get it. I've been there. But patience is key here. Chart what you see or what you feel every single day, no matter how small and insignificant it might seem. Write it down every day and compare it to the day before. Your body is cyclical and over time it will return to a cycle. Now, there are some other lifestyle factors that can affect your mucus too. If you're stressed, so emotionally stressed, or your body is under physical stress through illness, over-exercise, poor diet, if you have reproductive concerns like polycystic ovaries or PCOS, as I've said, if you've recently stopped hormonal contraceptives, or if you've recently experienced a miscarriage or termination of pregnancy, all of these things can have a huge effect on your hormone balance and your menstrual cycle. So there's a good chance that your body may have to attempt ovulation a few times before it's successful, which may mean that you see that fertile mucus for a couple of days, then it disappears, then it comes back a couple of days, a week later, and that might happen a couple of times in a cycle too before ovulation is successful. But you can only confirm ovulation when you get your next period. So as soon as you get your next period, you look back on your chart and you look at when ovulation occurred based on when you saw that fertile mucus. So the more you understand your mucus patterns and what your normal looks like, the easier it will be to know when there are deviations from your normal, which absolutely can happen if you've had a particularly stressful month, if you've traveled between time zones, if you're not sleeping well, if your diet's been a little crappy, anything like that can really disrupt a menstrual cycle. Now, the final thing I want to talk about today is when your cervical mucus is not normal for you. And here I'm talking about infection or any sort of discharge that has nothing to do with your fertility and may be a sign that there is something else going on. Now, there are many different types of infection, and I chatted with Joanna McMeekin about this a lot in more detail in episode 17. So go and check that one out too if you want to know more about vaginal infections and how that good bacteria that live in our lady parts can help with maintaining balance down there and prevent infection. So I'm not going to go into a heap of detail about this because I know we've just talked about it in a recent episode, but basically if you notice any discharge that is unusual for you, if it has a smell, a texture or a color that is out of the ordinary and just doesn't seem right, go pay your doctor a visit and get that checked out. You want to nip this stuff in the bud early because if infection enters the uterus from the vulva and the vagina, so the upper reproductive tract, there is a risk of permanent damage to your reproductive organs that obviously can affect your fertility. So anything strange, anything out of the ordinary, get checked out and don't treat it yourself or with Dr. Google. You really need, you really need a good medical professional's opinion here. 
Okay, so we have talked a lot about mucus today. So I want to do a really quick recap of the key takeaways from this episode. So first we talked about the role of the cervix in the production of uh, this fluid, this cervical mucus, and how this changes throughout the menstrual cycle based on our hormonal fluctuations. I also talked a little bit how to check for your cervical mucus. Remember, you do not need to stick your fingers inside your vagina and scoop out the mucus. You just need to have a look at your underwear or on toilet paper after wiping. And the key takeaway there was one simple question to ask yourself at the end of every day. Are you wet or are you dry? It's really that simple. Again, I did a little bit of a refresher from some of the things that we talked about in more detail in the menstrual cycle masterclass series. We talked about the changes in the cervical mucus throughout the menstrual cycle, talked about the importance of that mucus plug and the differences in mucus that either keep sperm alive and help them to swim towards the egg or kill the sperm pretty quickly. And we also talked a little bit about hormonal contraceptives, birth control, and how that can affect your cervical mucus, even quite long after the fact, once you've stopped taking it and you're back to a normal natural menstrual cycle. And finally, we talked about some of the other factors that could be affecting your cervical mucus. So lifestyle factors, things that are causing your body potentially stress, where it may need to attempt ovulation a couple of times before it's actually successful. And finally, as we just talked about, infection and vaginal discharge, anything that's not considered normal, go and get that checked out and sort that out before things progress. Now, as I said at the start of this episode, this is the very last episode of 2020. So we are heading into summer in Melbourne and it has been a very long and very draining year in lockdown. So I'm going to be taking a little break and enjoying the sunshine as best I can. I'm also working on some pretty special things behind the scenes right now, including a very pretty brand new website, and I cannot wait to share it all with you in early 2021. So as always, you can check out the show notes and the blog posts for every episode of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. And as I said, I will be launching a new website soon. So if you want to check out the blog or grab yourself some freebies or even check out my digital shop, make sure you jump on now before you forget because there is a chance that the website might be down for a little while as I make the transition to the shiny new website. I'll be coming back in early 2021 for another brand new season of the podcast. So make sure you catch up, make sure you binge any episodes you've missed this year. And if you're all up to date and you want something to tide you over for a couple of months, then you can sign up for my free three-day pelvic floor boot camp or maybe join my seven-day wellness challenge. That's a good one if you've got any New Year's resolutions to improve your health or if you're planning a pregnancy or you're currently pregnant, you can check out my Pregnancy Superfoods Masterclass too. Now, you can head over to manawomenswellness.com forward slash freebies to get a heap of free resources. But as I said, get in quick because if your luck is anything like mine, you'll put it off and you'll finally get around to it. And you just know that the website is going to be in transition phase when you do finally log on. So I promise to get it all done as quickly as I can, but it's technology. So I am preparing you for the worst. Now, let me wrap things up now by saying a huge, huge thank you for tuning in to the Mana Women's Wellness podcast in its very first year. I've had an absolute blast creating these episodes, chatting to listeners and being able to answer all of your questions. So please, please feel free to send me a DM if you want to have a chat further or make any suggestions for topics that you'd like me to cover when I come back next year. I've had some great suggestions already and I really can't wait to jump back in, start recording some of your suggestions. So if you haven't done so already, hit subscribe so that you'll be the very first to know when new episodes drop next year. Please leave me a rating and a review on iTunes for good karma too. 
I will still be floating around on Instagram. So I'll see you there. Take care, stay safe. And remember that knowledge is power. When you truly understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions about your health. Until next time. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Mana Women's Wellness, slide into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit manawomenswellness.com forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone. Wear the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear, science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash TempDrop for more information.